You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with a talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, it's Adam here, and thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Now, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know how you can get hold of a free copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing, because inside you're going to find 10 golden rules for B2B and professional service firms that consistently create client sales opportunities and drives revenue growth. And you'll find out how to do all of that using professionalism, ethics and good manners. So what you can do to get your free copy is go to the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And when you get hold of the book, what you're going to discover is a simple strategy to ensure that you consistently have a full calendar of motivated and qualified ideal potential clients who want to discuss doing business with you. And what I'm literally doing is giving away the exact entire strategy that my clients pay thousands to implement with them. Not only that, I share throughout the book links to templates, frameworks and workbooks that you can use to actually implement this strategy and get results. And it's all for free, no strings attached. In fact, there isn't even an opt-in. So please make sure you go and grab your copy on the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And if you want to grab some of the other gifts and resources that I offer there, please help yourself. So I hope you go and get the book. I hope you read it. And more importantly, I hope you do something with it. And when you do, I'd love to get your feedback on the results that you've got. But until then, let's get to today's episode. Well, hello. Welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Got uh, just me today, no guests, but I wanted to jump on today really quickly because I thought it's quite important to um, give a bit of an insight into what's been going on at the Think Like a Fish headquarters so that maybe you can also take some learnings from, uh, yeah, what's been going on over the last, well, really, what is it now, six months that this uh, this COVID situation has been going on and how it's affected people. And obviously at time of recording, we are kind of coming out of it and things are opening up and all the rest of it, but it has not been without leaving its mark on a lot of people, a lot of businesses for various reasons. And I guess for me, uh, I mean, maybe the best thing to start this with is, is, is really asking a question. And that is, what would you do if you could only work for three hours a day? Now, I ask that question because that's been a pretty much my reality for the last six months. Now, I say that because I am, you know, I run my business and my wife is also self-employed. She's a graphic designer. So we also have two kids under the age of four. So we've got my uh, my eldest daughter who is, uh, yeah, just over four now, or four and a half, and my youngest who is uh, 18 months. And when all this all kicked off, it basically meant that all of the childcare that we had available had just disappeared all overnight. And we basically had to split the days between us. So it essentially meant I had to ask myself that very question how am I going to continue running this business in just three hours a day? And my wife had to effectively do the same. And it's not been easy, if I'm honest. I thought I had things pretty well 
dialed in um, in terms of how I was operating the business, how I was working with clients and all the rest of it. But suddenly you throw something like that into the mix and, and it really does expose things pretty, you know, quite, quite a lot. And it forces you to really look at things in a different way. And I think once all of the dust settled, right, when the initial shock wore off and, and, and we were able to sort of sit down and I was able to get a little bit of time, which has been the absolute premium commodity. I mean, it's it always is, isn't it? Time before this whole thing kicked off, but every, you know, pretty much universally, most business owners, most people I talk to, they always say that they never feel like they have enough time. There's not enough hours in the day, right? This situation has just, for me anyway, it's amplified that. It's been the most precious thing, not just for working on the business. I mean, it's been great because there's been time with the kids, which has been great. Not also without some of its challenges, you know, spending all of that time indoors, trying to keep them occupied. It's not been easy. I mean, I don't find that easy, but we've had to sort of figure out ways of doing it. But sort of bringing this back to back to business after the after the times of, of, of figuring things out a little bit and, and sitting down and I sort of realized that it's it's important to work on some key things in a business and I want to be able to share this so that maybe you can take some learnings from this and maybe um, consider whether or not this is something you did or something that you could do and I guess the first one the first thing that I've needed to really take a look at is essentially what the what the offer is and then how that is delivered because the way that I had traditionally been delivering services and, and my sort of um, journey in this, you know, it's it's gone from many different things, um, you know, from pure sort of <laughs> at the very beginning, um, not really having an honest clue what the hell I was doing, if I'm honest. And, uh, you know, it'd be sort of project work and, uh, you know, big sort of six month engagements with clients to do strategy and build the plans and all the rest of it. Um, changing into things like um, actual done for you work where we would build the systems and that was the key part it was essentially an agency and you know have a, a full sort of team behind doing all of that and then getting to a point where I realized that wasn't the thing that really brought me to life and I felt that I could give the most value to shifting to the more of a consulting model so it was you know actually sort of providing them the the frameworks and the methodologies to actually help people implement and I was doing that very much one-on-one -on -one because that was where I got my most pleasure from. I really like going deep in with clients. I've sort of found that there is a, something in there that you know, even though it's 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 not necessarily the the done for you stuff and it's not the it's it basically got to a point where if I had you know one two calls with clients that was my entire day and that left nothing else. So it got to a point where certainly at the beginning um, it wasn't necessarily easy to both do the work for clients and also then actively be prospecting and, and bringing a new business. But to be honest with you, I was a little bit fearful of doing that piece, the outreach and, and all the rest of it. And I stopped a lot of it because I was actually scared that I couldn't fulfill. So I stopped. And you know, I've seen that that has sort of had an impact. And that I'm talking when I'm talking that it's it's the um, is the active outreach process it's the prospecting and stuff like that you know i've still got other things that were bringing in um, inquiries and business and all of that thing but it was just that sort of mindset piece of like well i can't go out there because i can't necessarily 
I don't feel confident that I could deliver at the, at the, the level that I'm used to delivering. So I spent some time thinking, right, okay, is there something else I can do? What else can I do? So I've got some things in the pipeline now that um, you know I, I think are going to both serve my clients better, but also allow me to do it in a much more leveraged way. And it's kind of a bit of a hybrid between my, my two extreme models. So a bit of done for you in there um, and, and some of the consulting side of things, but also um, doing things in a bit more of a leveraged way, because that's one of the key things that I've got to with, with this thinking process and, and during this time is that leverage of your time and your resources is vital if you want to get everything done. So that's one of the things. It's just looking at like, what is it that you do? How can you deliver it in a more leveraged way? And, you know, maybe over the time you'll, uh, you'll want to go and see what some of those sort of changes have been. And, you know, you can do that by going to thinklikeafish.co.uk. But it's not really to say exactly what those is. It's just sort of thinking, right, looking at where you are now and thinking, right, okay, how am I going to do all of the work that I need to get done or how am I going to serve my clients in a highly valuable way and actually get the work done but also allow enough time to continually bring in new business. So it's just sort of looking at what the offer is how and how you deliver it. So that's that's kind of the first thing that I've got to in terms of thinking about things differently. And the second one um, it's really been about thinking, right, what are the assets that are there in the business? And when I refer to assets, what I mean is, what are the things, the systems, the processes that are repeatable and, and sort of, again, leverage your time? What are those in the business? And do I have enough of them? Are they the right assets? And am I using them effectively? And I had to honestly answer that for myself and say, no. And this is coming from someone who had, you know, who's built systems and done a lot of this and has many things out there and all the rest of it. And that's part of the problem. I had too much. Um, you know, the the when I when I talk about assets, assets is anything that you can use to leverage getting your message out in front of people in, you know, so basically when you don't actually have to deliver it, right? This 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 podcast, or if you're watching the video version, this video is an example of an asset, right? It is me doing this once. I'm not sitting down with you personally and having this conversation, talking to you in this way. So it will be able to go out to multiple ways and, you know, multiple places and, and many people will be able to hear it long into the future. So that is leveraging that time. So that is sort of one of the things. So like, what are the assets? So the podcast has been great. That's been one of the reasons why I've been able to keep business coming in, um, having conversations and, and sort of having people come to me saying, oh, I've, I've heard the podcast and I want to have a conversation. That's been a big thing. And, and that asset has been built over nearly two years now. So that's not like something that I've just sort of, you know, thrown up in the middle of this. It's been something that has been a very, very valuable asset. But as I've said on on other episodes of the podcast or in other other places it didn't happen overnight it had to build up and and it's still building up and all the rest of it so um yeah it's thinking about those and and when it comes to things like assets i've actually stepped back and had to think right strategically what type of assets do i want to create what kind of assets do i want to have going out and i've actually in the process also created a new asset which i'm going to be using as one of my primary assets to generate interest or at least the attention of my ideal client 
so that they can then find out a lot more about me, um, about what we do here, and hopefully take the next step to um, to see about working together. Now, I've done this in a bit of a different way. Um, what started as a uh, yeah, essentially a bit of a, um, a, a an article or a blog post morphed into a guide and effectively I accidentally um, ended up writing a book. Now you might have heard that in the introduction about the book, Conversational Relationship Marketing Book. It has, it's, it's an asset that I am going to be able to use now in multiple, multiple different ways. And it has been created now, like I, completely honestly, at the beginning it wasn't strategic, but I then started thinking, right, what can I do with this? How can I do this different? How can I use this different? So if you go and get the book, you'll see that it is literally my entire strategy, the process, the systems, the templates, the frameworks, everything that I do with clients to help them generate their own clients and do it in a repeatable way. I am basically giving that away. And the thinking behind that is, I want to be able to show people how to do something. I want them to see what's involved. And I also want them to be able to go off and do it because I know I can't help everyone. That's, it's impossible. Like I know that because of, as I say, even by adding different fulfillment methods and, and offers and all the rest of it, I know I cannot help everyone. It's just not possible. But I would rather, especially after all this that's been going on, I would rather just one person got hold of that and then did something with it and it actually changed the business because I know it can when people actually implement it. So that's kind of why I've done it. There are points in there that go to a number of my other assets in the ecosystem, the growth accelerator ecosystem that I build. And it is going out there and it is, is being shared um, you know, via obviously this podcast is one, my mailing list, all that kind of thing. But one of the other things is it is being used as a asset to offer to my partners, my strategic alliance partners, my referral partners, all that kind of thing. And that is the third one. It is seeing the value of partnerships, referral networks, all that kind of thing. But the importance of having an asset in order to be able to give to somebody that you want to to become a, a, a partner, right? And again, it's all in the book as well, like and in worksheets, like how you actually go about creating these networks. This is what I've been doing. It's just that during this whole thing, I wasn't necessarily putting in the amount of time required to do that because I hadn't got my systems in place. I hadn't got my processes. I hadn't if I'm honest, I hadn't completely worked out how to restructure my entire sort of day, right? So I've documented this as well on the podcast. I have ADHD. I find it sometimes incredibly difficult when it comes to change and coming out of a structure because unless I am completely structured into something, I can get so distracted or I will get massive hyper-focus and get lost in something, which is effectively what happened in the process of this book, right? So I, I, I kind of caught myself halfway through it. But then I actually stepped back and went, actually, I think this could be really good. I think this could help a lot of people and it could also benefit my business. It is an experiment, so I will let you know how things go. But if nothing else, go and take a look at the, uh, the book and, and look at it as an example of an asset and know that depending on like you, you may be you may well be listening or watching this podcast as a result of being introduced to the book via one of my partners, 
one of my previous guests on the show, like big part of the podcast is bringing on people that I would also not, you know, I would like to partner with and that have my ideal clients in their network. We don't necessarily compete. We have complementary services. So I am able to give them an asset that is valuable to their audience and given completely of, you know, no strings attached. And when I say no strings attached, this is something that I'm doing as the experiment because I'm not even asking for an opt-in, you know, that whole, you know, give me your email address, that kind of thing. I'm not even doing that. I am actually, I'm leading with the value first. I'm not gating the content because I'm removing points of friction. I want people to consume this. I want people to use it. I want people to get results with it, even if they never pay me a penny. I mean, if somebody comes back to me and says, Adam, I got your book. I read it. I used all the templates, all the resources. And these are the results I've got. It's been great. I would love that. That would be awesome to me because I've actually done what I set out to do. And that is help people. Um, you know, there will be a percentage that I will uh, hope <laughs> will come and, and work with me at some point. But hey, look, I think that if you keep putting things out there, you add value, create assets, people start taking notice and they will come back and they will talk to you about doing business or they refer people to you. I've got a call this afternoon, for example, um, as a result of this. As, you know, this is a prime example. Um, they were referred to me after being given um, the book by somebody else or seeing the book and somebody was like, actually, I would really like to talk to you. And I you know, had a, a bit of a conversation and said, you know, where did you hear me from? They said, oh, so-and-so introduced me. Um, they said that I should read this book and blah, blah, blah. And I now want to talk to you about it. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's actually having the impact that I first of all thought it would have. So, hey, time will tell if that's something that will work out. But it's a process. And that's the thing. Out of this whole situation, it's understanding that, you never arrive at a destination. You always have to sometimes, you know, you, you often have to take detours wherever you're trying to get to. Um, you, you've heard me talk, maybe, you know, if you've heard me talk before about the importance of a roadmap and understanding how you are, you know, where you are now, where you want to get to, and then you can plan the how you're going to get to. Well, this kind of situation for me personally, it massively, you know, it literally was, right, that road's closed. You can't get there. The, uh, the, the train stations closed, all the trains are cancelled, all that kind of thing. It literally got to that point. And I was like, what do I do? Well, I had to go and find an alternative. And it took me longer to get there. It did. I didn't have the time. But it's understanding that it's a process. You never truly arrive at your destination because even when you get to your destination, there's somewhere else to go afterwards. Right. So that's what I really wanted to cover, really, is the importance of Understanding that no matter where you are, no matter how you've been impacted, what's happened as a result of this situation, you can always effectively start again. Or you can improve on what you've been doing. Because those three things, you can look at your offers and how you're fulfilling them. You can look at the assets you have in your business and the systems that power them. I mean, as I say, like I thought I had my systems pretty well dialed in. I now have them dialed in and you know those those are now going to help improve how I can help my clients as well with the systems and the way that um, it basically everything gets done and it really stops time being as much of a challenge as it has been in the past because 
I've only got three hours in a day, or I've had only three hours a day. My, my eldest daughter starts school next week, so that is gonna free things up, which is why I am massively excited about now being able to sort of use all of the things that I have been creating during all of this and almost like open the floodgates because I'm gonna have all this extra time and you know, hopefully I'm not just gonna sit there and uh, twiddle my thumbs because I don't know what to do with it. That's not what's gonna happen, right? So the assets, the systems, and then really focusing on alliances, partnerships, referrals, those sorts of things. And those are gonna be my focuses, my new, you know, the new offers, the new ways of doing things, um, continually using the assets that I've created and getting them in front of more people and using alliances and partnerships as a way to get those assets in front of more people to generate more clients. So that's where I am. Um, that's what's happened. So as I've mentioned, like go and get the go and get the book, the Conversational Relationship Marketing book. Go and read it. I've spent a lot of time in putting everything into that book. I do believe it's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly valuable. So you can go and get that at the podcast gift page, um, which is thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. Um, links in the show notes and all the rest of it if you want to go and get it. Um, and yeah, let me know how you, how you get on, like what you think of it. Um, I, I genuinely like these, the strategies in there, the frameworks, the templates, it just will shortcut everything for a start. And it works. It's exactly now what I am re what's the right way of saying this re implementing into my business because i haven't had the time necessarily to it's not that i haven't had the time it's that i i had this fear that i didn't have the time but now it's like 30 minutes a day bang like it's it's there right so anyway i hope you found that helpful i hope you found that insightful um I'd love to hear how uh, how things have been going for for you. Like, what's what's changed since um, things have opened up? What's been going on with you for the last six months? Connect with me on LinkedIn, Mr. Adam King. I'll put the link underneath the show notes. But um, yeah, tell me what's going on. Tell me what you think of the show. Um, tell me, yeah, just how's business going? How are you doing? Right? Because uh, yeah, we've all been uh, all been inf- impacted by this. And um, yeah. Anyway. All that's left to say, as usual, is happy fishing. So there we go. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some great ideas and and found it really valuable. And you've got some things that you can now go off and do in your own business to help grow your business and attract and catch more clients. And if you have found it valuable and you can think of just one other person that may find some of these ideas helpful and, and, and help them grow their business, please share it with them because they'll thank you for it. So also don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing from the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And all that's really left with me to say is thank you ever so much for listening today. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to. You've chosen this one. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. If you're a first-time listener or a, or a long-time listener and you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do because you'll get updated of the latest episodes every time they come out. And if, again, you are enjoying it, I'd really, really appreciate a honest rating review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one personally and they do really mean the world to me. And yes, they help others find the show. If you're able to do that, again, I massively, massively appreciate it. But until next time, happy fishing.